We're talking about nothing but rodeo, cowboys, and the Western lifestyle. I'm your podcast host, Dustin Christensen, coming to you live and direct, not on tape. That one's for you, Don. I'm sitting here with PBR and PRCA bull rider, Tracer Croy, as well as Riley Green, bull rider. How's it going, boys? It's good, how are you? It's pretty oh, good. another day in paradise. Well, thanks for sitting down with me. We're coming to you from the bunkhouse in Annis. Kind of a shithole, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so, uh, how's rodeo season been, been for you guys? It's been, it's been it, better. It's been better? <laughs> it's been a heck of a summer, honestly. Yeah. Where all have you boys been? Um, West Yellowstone quite a bit. Uh-huh. And Oakley. Uh, Twin Bridges. Yeah, I'm going to Missouri this weekend, so Missouri and Texas, I suppose. Oh, there you go. Riley, are you, do you only ride with when you're when you're traveling with him? I'm basically a sidekick, yeah. So I just been to Yellowstone, and I watched him in Livingston. You watched him? Yeah, I thought I was entered, but wasn't. So. Oh well. Wait, what? It's a, it's a, long, <laughs> it's a long story. Oh, we got time. I entered him and. We were at the Bucking Rodeo. Imagine that. What a name. Uh-huh. He entered, he entered the steel. said, hey, I, this kid's drawn out. Briggs Sanders drawn out. I'm going to enter Riley Green in his spot. Sounds great. We got it. We show up there. We're all pretty pumped up, you know. Fucking heard it's a good deal. and All of a sudden, Riley's name isn't on the list. I go over there. The stock contractor goes, that's just how it is. I said, no, no. When you enter a real rodeo, you, you're entered. Well, you know how it is. No, I don't. Because when I enter, I enter. And that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's that one, man. Oh. Well. So I just got sloppy drunk instead and lost the car keys and <laughs> walked two miles to the hotel. All right. Outstanding. <laughs> so, so, Tracer, what's your story here, man? Like, what... How, when did you start riding bulls? Started riding bulls in eighth grade. So I'm 23 now. Been about 10 years ago. Didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing. Just kept putting my hand in the bull rope. I never figured it out until about 2019. It took me that long. I rode a few, not many, but 2019 it really took off for me. And then I don't know. I just Looked really good that year, got hurt the next two, and here I sit, going on year number three. All right. So I want to come back to that injury if you're, you're okay with that. But Riley, what's your, what's your story? Did you just get started because he was doing it? Uh, I mean, I rode a team rope when I was little, but I always wanted to bull ride, and my mom wouldn't let me. So <laughs> once I turned up legal age, and Tracy was like, you want to come bull riding tonight? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. So I signed the waiver. I've been out for about two months now, so. All right. He's a natural, too. He's a natural. <laughs> yeah. So, about that, you said you got hurt. If if it's okay, would you be willing to talk about that, kind of your, the story here? Yeah. I was in Weibo, Montana. I got on a bull named Patriot. He's pretty mean. You know, he's a bull, whatever. He's drawn. 
Sucker jerked me down over his head. Kind of dropped his shoulder funny, jerked me down over his head. Got me in the bottom of a buck and shoot and hurt my hip. And I didn't think too much of it, you know. Fuck, it's just another it's part of it. I kept going and kept going and kept going. I couldn't write a goddamn thing. I finally took time off, came back, wrote a couple. Nothing special. Headed out the next summer. Going to all these pro rodeos and kept falling off. Couldn't figure it out, kept falling off. Stepped on. I got stepped on in big timber at the pro rodeo and gave me a hematoma on my groin. And I said, well, while I'm in here, I want everything looked at. Turns out I needed surgery on my hip, so here I am. All right. Let's... Had a, had a hip surgery in October. Just trying to come back from it. It's not been very good, but... Oh, you're still having a tough time with it? Oh, yeah. No. But you're getting back on bulls. It's been it's been rough here. And, and i got to say, since I've seen you, you know, just when I'm announcing the rodeos that you, you've been at, you know, you, you've covered more than you haven't covered, you know, you know what I mean? You've mm-hmm. covered more than not, so, you know, you're coming back. And yeah, it feels good. It feels good to have that percentage on me. Mm-hmm. Everybody around here thinks it's a, kind of just a fun game, but... You take it serious. In reality, you can take it pretty serious and make some money. Yeah. Well, so what... Let's talk about... So you've you've had a card in the PRCA, right? You you have your PR... Do you still have it? No. Currently find up. <laughs> oh. I kind of want to come back to that and hear why you... But, uh... So what... What was it like getting your PRCA card... Oh, uh, actually, it was, uh, I had a big, a hip contusion, is what they called it, I think. Mm-hmm. My, I looked like I had a bubble butt on my right side, and my left side was just straight back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they told me not to get on. That was the first priority I went to, and that some bitch you did buck me off in about two jumps. <laughs> yeah. Well, but in order to get your card, though, you have to fill a 15, was it $1,500? No... I never, that, well, that was my first pro rodeo was a permit, so I was on oh. a permit. And then I was always hurt. I've been hurt the last two years. I had tendonitis in my hand and my hip deal. I haven't gone to many. Like last year I quit on the 7th of July or something. So you don't have your card then? No, I just got a permit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Tracer Croy, PRCA permit holder. <laughs> so, what about the PBR deal? What what do you have a do you have a card for that, or was it the um, what do they call it? The invitation, not the invitational. The uh, you, you you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, uh, about a year, year two. It's either a year or two years ago. I don't remember exactly. I bought it. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. If I'm working. I'm, I got to make a living too, so I, I work. You know, obviously, if you're hurt for two years, you can't make any money riding bulls, so you got to do something. Yeah. So I have a job. And PBRs allow me to go on the weekends. Like this weekend, I fly to Lamar, Missouri, to go. There's a, an event the 19th and the 20th, and then I turn around and fly to Fort Worth for an event on the 21st, and then come home. And that's that's the nice thing about the PBR is it lets you just get away on the weekends pretty much, and you can still have a job as long as you got a flexible job. But. Yeah. So, you know, for anybody listening that doesn't know, and to be frankly honest, I don't know how the PBR works versus the PRC. I know how the PRCA works, but I don't know how the 
PBR works. So do you just buy a card and then, or do you have to, is it like the PRC where you buy a permit, have to fill it and then go from there? No, in the PBR you can, like, I entered this weekend all open, I haven't bought my card yet. Mm. A card for a PBR is 520 bucks. Okay. So then if you win enough money, so say mm. I win $1,000, they're mm. going to take 520 of it, and now I have a PBR card. Oh, gotcha. They're going to make you pay that card fee if you win your money. But if you don't ever win your money, you enter all these events, you don't ever win your money, you don't ever pay your 520 You just pay your entry fees. Okay. And what are entry fees for PBR events? Honestly, they're getting pretty good right now because the producers seem to keep paying them. Oh. I don't think that, I think they're having hell getting guys to the events, so. Really? Riley, have you ever thought about doing that? I've only been on like 15 bowls, but. Oh. So, No. Riley Green, just starting out in bull riding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing pretty good too, though. I gotta say, just from what I've seen of you, you know, you're you're getting it. So before, I mean, before, it's like I've only really seen you down at West Yellowstone. Before that, what all have you been on? Nothing. Nothing. You started at West Yellowstone. Yeah. Okay. Trish was like, they rodeo six days a week, so you can get on plenty. And I was like, okay. So we've been going two or three times a week getting on bowls. Gotcha. And then have you gone, other than, you didn't make Livingston. Right, I just stood around at Livingston, drank Coors. Yeah, have you made any other rodeos with Tracer then? I went to Twin this last weekend, and just I watched him get on again. So you didn't, you didn't enter that one? No, I don't have an NRA card. Oh. Heck, I even have an NRA card. What the <laughs> heck, man? <laughs> no, I'm joking. They were a little rank. I don't know if I would have stayed on the back of one, but. Yeah. So, so you literally just started riding like the beginning of the summer then. Was it July? Yeah. He asked me, and I told him, I said, yeah, I'll take you. And I first thought, I was like, fuck, he just went to get on the one or two, you know, nothing special. And he got really into it, and I'm like, all right, guy, you got to get your own gear bag. You got to do this. <laughs> so we kind of lined him out, got him all lined out, and said, I want to take you somewhere other than West Yellowstone. You know, I know everybody. It's kind of just my practice pen, basically. So I was like, let's get you out of West Yellowstone. So I tried to enter him in that deal in Livingston. Well, we've seen how that worked out for us. Yeah. So then I told him, fucking, you know, you know how rodeo guys are. We had a couple girls lined up, and I said, let's go to, let's head to Twin, you know. That sounds great, man. Let's do it. So, uh, so I went the first night by myself and watched all the bulls. And lucky enough, I had them run me in one. I I wasn't entered either in that deal. I just had them run me in a practice one, basically. And told Riley, let's go the next Saturday. And so we all pile in, fucking go to the rodeo and whatever. But it's good for him to see something that actually has a flat back and wants to buck. I think. Yeah. If you, especially if you get into it. So you guys are kind of just, you guys are traveling partners then. And like, I mean, even if you're going to watch, you still jump in the car and go with them. Right? Right. I mean, we work together like 10 hours a day doing concrete. And then we usually just shower quick and head to West and yeah. hang out there the rest of the night. So what's that kind of been like? You two traveling together? There's been a lot of. Oh, it's been fun. Is it? Is it? I, I mean, it's got to be kind of nice. I mean, do you guys split fuel and all that? You know, uh, going to West, I'll buy the I'll buy one tank, and then he'll buy the next tank, 
And then, like, Livingston, I bought everything because, obviously, he didn't get entered, so I just paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> but if I if I take him anywhere else, I just pay for it because it's kind of – he de- he doesn't have to go. I'm just giving him an option, you know. Yeah. But if we're going to West, we split everything. But it's been <laughs> – it's been one of the most legendary summers I've ever fucking had. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Between riding the bulls and – Everything else that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll tell that off, Mike, but it's all right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Riley, you, you travel and trace it. Even if you're not riding, I mean, you, just being at these different rodeos and shit with them, is it is it helping you be a better bull rider? Is it really, I mean, is it kind of just seeing, you know what I mean? Just kind of seeing the what's going on, how to do it. I mean, when you're in West Yellowstone three nights a week, you just see the same guys over and over again. Yeah. And then when you go somewhere else, you see how somebody else sets their bull rope and whatnot, and then you learn a little bit. If they get bucked off, you just ignore what they did. Mm-hmm. But, see, so yeah, you learn quite a bit, really. Yeah. Well, and so, so now what's kind of, what's the future looking like for old Tracer Crow and Riley Green here? Are you guys, I mean... You gonna you gonna try to get back to where you could? I mean, obviously hitting some PBRs, but you're trying to get back to where you could potentially get your PRCA card and. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of money out in them PBRs, so it's kind of hard to turn around, and travel every weekend and all week, and go to them pro rodeos. But I grew up I grew up with my dad, and he liked the cowboy, so. That's pretty important. Being being a cowboy is pretty important to me. So I like riding my horse and yeah, you know, doctor and shit and whatever. But I haven't been able to do much of it lately. Fuck, I've been working so goddamn much. But I had a job up up there at the Sun Ranch at one point, and I was promised I'd go rodeo and shit, and it didn't. It just, you know, how them deals work out. It didn't pan out. But mm-hmm. it's one of the. I want to be able to make enough money bull riding that I can work about two, three days a week just riding my horse and doing that. There you go. Yeah, because, I mean, well, so there's a lot of people that just want to rodeo full-time, but so you want to rodeo, but then just be able to take a couple days working, just cowboying. Yeah, it's just relaxing to me, yeah. stepping on your horse and riding out through a pasture. You ain't, you ain't got to worry about your cell phone going off, nothing. You're just out there with, with God and everything and fucking... I love it. I don't know. I ride through a metal grass to stir a pie. Did it last Sunday, matter of fact, and it was just fantastic. I had I had time in my life. Really, that's 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 cool. Riley, what's is that? What you do too? You do that for fun? I mean, I I, I really enjoy riding horses, but I'm off here to college in about ten days or so. Oh, really? Yeah, I go Where? to Las Vegas, so I go to UNLV. So they got the NFR there, which is pretty cool. So I always hit that up every year. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, it's right on campus. It's right in the basketball court. Oh yeah, I think. Thomas Mack Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never seen a basketball game there, but you seen the NFR you there. Seen the NFR there. <laughs> it's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. So you're originally from Ennis, then? Yeah, I'm from right here in Ennis. Oh okay. My dad grew. My dad raised me here, and then he's a fishing guide, so I can fly fish pretty well if you need me to. Oh. <laughs> I don't need you to. You're good, buddy. Take, right. take the night off. But uh, so, did you grow up cowboying then? 
I would say modestly at best. I mean, I, I like to rodeo. Yeah. I did it all through junior high, and then my real horse went blind in high school, and I just called it quits and started doing archery instead. So. That That's quite the change. Yeah. Go from roping to archery. Now he's a hunting son of a bitch, that's for sure. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I just started traveling the country shooting tournaments is what I did instead of rodeo. Really? Mm-hmm. So... I, I didn't plan that for the podcast. I was, but so kind of tell me about that then. Like, what's the? Is there any similarities or like differences with it? Oh shit! Or uh, that, or just tell me about it because I've never. I didn't realize that was a that big of a competition type deal. Yeah, it's pretty serious, and some people get really serious about it and won't even talk to you while they're shooting. But I like to have a good conversation. Yeah. But it's like ninety nine percent mental. I think it's kind of like golf. But somebody told me the other day it's like. Bull riding's ten percent mental and ninety percent in your head. In your head. Yep. So it's pretty similar, really. Huh? Like I got on a steer the other night, thought I had him licked, and then fucking got like two jumped, and then got on a bull like a half hour later and rode him. So. So what was? So you've only you've only been on what you said fifteen bulls, roughly. So I've only ever gotten on three. <laughs> <laughs> Ever <laughs> now, <laughs> now that first you know those those first three times when the shoot get pop open, the guy that a couple of them guys that were telling me how to ride bulls, they said you're gonna experience the white lightning. And the shoot gate pops open, your adrenaline just kicks in, and you just poof. how long? How long did you go before you kind of are able to sit there and actually concentrate on what's you know keeping your mind in the middle and all that you know. Um, I would say the first bull I ever got on, I remembered what I did, and I mm-hmm. rode it for eight. And then the second one, I was so hyped up, because I was like, I'm going to do it again, uh-huh. right in front of these hot girls. <laughs> and I don't remember what I did. And then it's like every other one, and then about ten in, I started remembering everything. Yeah. Getting to the point where you can concentrate on, you know, just doing it. Um, I'm still learning quite a bit right now so it's like if i feel my feet get loose i start thinking about thinking about spurring them really hard but Mm -hmm. or if i get pulled off my rope i start thinking about getting over them but so it's like just whatever pretty much first jump out of the gate i start thinking about something pretty hard because something goes wrong and i have to think about it or else i'm gonna fall off yeah well you know it's interesting too because like you talk to different bull riders right some are some will tell you Oh, when I when I come out of the shoot, I don't think about it. It just <laughs> that's me. You know, muscle memory takes over, and I just and the other ones like, oh, I'm concentrating the entire time. I know exactly what's going on when I'm not think. You know, I'm thinking about my entire ride the entire time. And it's not that you're not if you're just doing it muscle memory. It's just you. It's muscle memory. Your your body knows what to do. I mean, it's just interesting. You know, the different how everybody has kind of a different like like Tracer. You said, so you said you just kind of. It's just kind of muscle memory. It just kind of takes over and just lets you... That's the first four seconds. I don't... I just let it roll. And then after... If you get by four seconds, you're pretty well. I mean, you're you're in there, so... Yeah. That's when I start really thinking about, like, am I, am I able to fucking lift the leg? Or am I able to chop on him? Or, you know, and then you got to get off. Can I get off here? Can I not? Shit like that. Bullfighters pulling him out of the spin. <clears throat> 
Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna, um, but. we're not gonna get into that a whole lot. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, it just depends on how the ride's going and what's going on. If, if I'm getting on a real bucky son of a bitch, I'm riding. I'm not thinking. I can tell you that much. I'm riding that fucker. Yeah, but you don't. You can't think about it. If it the minute you think, that's the minute you get behind. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, that's kind of just the way it is with, you know, anything in rodeo or anything in life, really, is everybody has a different way of thinking about it. You know, that's right. your way of thinking about it. And yeah. Riley over here has a different way of thinking about it. I mean, you ride a drop barrel. You get on your, like, I have a buck, right? So, mm-hmm. pretty fancy deal there. And you ride that thing, and you ride it for a reason. You get mm-hmm. the reaction. So then when you get on a bull, it don't matter if the bull's turning left, right, or fucking going backwards. He's still going up and down. Mm-hmm. You ride that bull up and down. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's interesting about that too, is, so, I'm not a bull rider by any means. Let's make that very clear right here, right now. But, I went down to Penguich, Utah with a buddy of mine. He went to a Gary LaFew school. And Gary LaFew talked about how, you know, there was telling me the story about, there was telling all of us the story about this guy who couldn't, you know, ride very well and... Like and so Gary, if you said setting your feet when you're riding a bull, it's just like riding a jumping horse. Mm-hmm. And so, but this kid couldn't get his feet set. Well, his girlfriend rode jumping horses, and she was dang good at it. So she got on a bull, you know, and her boyfriend couldn't cover it. He couldn't get his feet set. As soon as she got on it, it's just like riding jumping horses. She was setting her feet. Never ridden a bull before in her life in covers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. It's just interesting, you know. And so, did you? Have you gone to any? Did you go to any bull riding schools, or how? How did you? How did you learn what? Because like Riley, it kind of seems like, and I could be wrong. Here, correct me, Riley. That you kind of go to Tracer for advice. Who did you have, Tracer? That was kind of. Uh, I had a guy named Nick Anderson for a long time, and he didn't. He helped me, but uh, you know, he didn't really give me a whole lot of pointers. I went to a bull riding school with Stephen Lambert. Okay. I don't know if anybody knows who that is. But he's pretty good. He's mm, went to school in Bozeman College and rode bulls. And I went there and I figured out the basics. But well, then I got online and I and I really looked it up. I was watching bull riding videos left and right. You couldn't... You look at my phone, it had bull riding videos on it. It was nuts. Then I got to watch him, Gary. I watched Gary LeFue a lot. His The way he goes about it is, is 110% correct. If you, he likes to push and get belly down. If you do that, you take all the power that bull has away from you. And then you set your hips and set your feet and you're, you're just golden. And it's all about, those are the two things I think are most important. Because you can take all that power away from him. And that's what I try to tell Riley here. But it's like, I've helped a bunch of kids and it's like, it's not me telling you this. This is where I watch it. Go watch Gary LeFew on his Instagram. Go watch mm-hmm. it here. Go watch it here. And I recommend a f- school all day long because it is the best thing you could ever do. If I could afford it and had the time to do it, I'd go to a school. Yeah. Especially like, and that's what I send everybody. I send everybody to Gary with feet because he, he's the same way I am. I you push and drive and set your hips. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. That lift and reach and it never works because you're always getting jerked on. I I do both of them quite often. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and so, you know, like Gary LaFuse, so the buck ride that you ride, 
supposedly Gary Lefew, I can't remember exactly. I think he he said that he invented it. I, I believe, or he uh, he helped he, with Buck Wright. He he worked with Buck Wright to create it, basically. He did. And so I I actually have the guy that owns it delivered mine to me, mm-hmm. like to my house personally. And he was like, we all we just sat down and we figured out what was best and how fast and the timing and everything. That would just be a general bull, basically. Mm-hmm. So it, it's greatest thing. I mean, look at Sage Kimsey. He's what six-time world champ. Yeah, seven something like that. Know. Yeah, he's used it. Uh, just like was used a drop barrel. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you watch all them good guys. They're getting on them drop barrels. Matt Triplett. Mm-hmm. He's been third, fourth in the world. Two or three times. Yeah. It's like everybody that's doing it is riding a drop barrel. Yeah. Or getting on a bunch of practice bulls, you know. It's like mass adding up. Mm-hmm. Two plus two equals four. Yeah. Well, and so that's the thing, too. You know, I, I, you know, there's, I've seen quite a few people that, quote, unquote, want to be bull riders, you know, and they say, well, I can ride a mechanical bull. I always tell them, just from what I heard, and I want two bull riders that are sitting right here to confirm it. A mechanical bull is not the thing you want to learn on. <laughs> that is, I it bucks backwards to the equivalent of what an actual bull does. Am I right? Yeah, that's not good for you. <laughs> There's a video of Jamie Mooney. He rides shit out of his mechanical bull, and he goes, "That'd be the worst thing for my bull riding all night." Yeah. But no, they're not good. They're mm-hmm. you think about it, they're just yeah, they're fun. I mean, they're fun to get on and shit, but but like if a, you really want to do it. I don't know. Yeah, so I, I've only ever seen a buck rate once, and that was at that school when I was down with a buddy of mine. And it literally just goes up and down, right? That's all it, just up and down. That's yeah. what, And that's what you, that's essentially what you need to, that's all you really need to know, right? Just set your feet, you know, and all that. And, well, that's uh, all a bull does. He goes up and down. Yeah. Even when he's turning a circle, he's just up and down. Mm-hmm. He's rearing, he's kicking. He's rearing, he's kicking. If you're not, and if you're not meeting any of it, it you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The biggest thing is you, a lot of things you don't see anymore is heart. Yeah. No one has a lot of heart to try. Mm-hmm. And that's when I asked Riley to come, I was like, yeah, we'll see how he does, you know. About his fifth bullet, son of a buck got him off the side, and he and he just bared down, and he, and he won't let go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Riley, you got to start letting go, man. Your feet are on the ground, you're begging for <laughs> drums. you got to let go. But. You don't see that anymore. Like we we took a kid with us. Hell, on the way there, we were drinking a beer or two and driving fucking a hundred and just having fun. <laughs> just doing all stuff that all our moms would be disappointed in yeah, us. You know that type of deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting over there and he's just fucking stiff as a board in the passenger seat. <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. Well then. We go to the rodeo, and he's like, oh, whatever, da-da, you know, wants to ride bulls, really, and I'm like, okay. We get done with the rodeo, I think, but he bucked off. Did you buck off? Yeah, I bucked off, I think. I won it? Yeah, you won it, I'm pretty sure. I, I think I donated <laughs> my money. <laughs> nah, just kidding. just kidding. No, I don't know, maybe. I, I told them all, I said before, we were sitting in the car right before we all got out, I said, one of us, or all of us are taking money home. So this is a winning car, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Just... Positive attitude. I like the positive attitude. Yeah. People yeah. might call it cocky. I don't, I don't care. I like to have a good, good attitude. I'm here to... I don't enter a rodeo or a PBR or a bull riding or nothing. I don't enter it to lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm there to win that fucker. <laughs> but 
So I told them guys, we're taking the money home. So they all get on, I get them all pumped up and jacked, and we all get on our bulls and whatever. Well, I ended up taking the money home. I'm giving them shit, you know, but it's just friendly. Yeah. Well, then do you guys have Baden Newman riding by giving you one-line inspirational quotes? Oh, yeah, I love it. I think, <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't get them quotes, it's something bad's happening. But. Yeah, what, I mean, what, what does he say to you? <laughs> oh, those are... Those are classified, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard a couple of them from Briggs Sanders, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and that's that's one of the things Gary Lafitte talks about is having a positive mindset. You know, and like, um, you know, it may come across cocky to some people, but you're you, you're just positive about it. You're pumped up. You're, you know, you're staying positive. And um, so you've never been to one of those schools, though, right? No, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a good story. Though I had a kid. Really good friend of mine, he rides bulls really, really well. His name's Gray Fitzpatrick. I went up to this bull ride in Big Fork. There's 5,000 at it a night. Da, 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 da. We eat lunch together. and I ended up driving up to Big Fork. I called him. I couldn't find the rodeo ground. <laughs> He's from the area. So he, he kind of lines me out and tells me where they are. So I get there, and then he's like asking me, he's like, who's entered in this deal? And I just like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, I don't, I don't mean to be rude here. I don't know if your family's entered or not, but I don't really care who's entered. Like, I came here to, I came here to win it. That's my intention. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh. Uh, I said, I, I may sound cocky, confident, I don't care. But I'm here to win it, and that's how it is. Mm -hmm. So I, I like to think I have the right mindset about it, because even if you get bucked off, you can learn something from it. It don't really matter. Yeah. Like, you might not do everything right. When you ride a bull, you might not do everything right. You can learn... Whether you're riding or falling off or getting bucked off or whatever mm -hmm. you call it. But you're always learning, I think. Yeah. And so, Riley, is that kind of... Is that kind of how you... you and you could be honest. Like, I, I'm not... I don't care. You know, it's just kind of... Just what we're sitting here talking about. I mean, when you go into it, what's kind of your mindset? You know, what's... Because everybody has a different mindset when, you, when they look at it. You know, some people will purposely try to get angry before they get on a bull to give them that extra you know just oomph to climb on the back of a bull and nod their head and they that's how they ride you know and then there's people that just stay positive and you know, it just it just goes back and forth or not necessarily po well positive but more confidence you know what i mean rather than they don't necessarily need that you know slapping themselves in the face kind of deal you know what i mean i mean what's what's kind of i mean i certainly don't get angry before i get on a bull i try to stay pretty level head and calm just so i don't wig myself out and get over amped or whatever mm -hmm. but the only time i ever really freaked out was i got on a bull with pretty big horns mm -hmm. and it scared the shit out of me <laughs> and then I, I got bucked off after like 7.5 seconds it's kind of a bummer but yeah and then tracer goes the only thing big horn bulls are good for is good pictures it don't matter and i was like oh okay so then ever since then i just Stay positive, and I don't, I don't ever get on a bull thinking I'm gonna get one hopped or whatever. Yeah. I, but every time I get on, I, I tighten my rope and put a wrap around my hand. And I think I'm gonna go for eight. Yeah. The biggest thing I think I told Riley is I, I remember this like really well. We were headed to West, and he was just starting, and he hadn't been on two or three, and I could kind of tell he was getting a little bit serious about it. And I, I said, hey, I'm here to win this fucker, you know? And he goes, oh, I was like, you gonna ride your bull? He goes, oh, hell, I, I guess I'm gonna try. I said, time out here. I said, you gotta have a positive attitude. You don't, you don't enter that rodeo to get last, do you? Well, no. I said, what do you enter that rodeo? Well, to win it. 
That's why you have the mentality right now. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good way to look at it. Mentality. As soon as you leave to go to that fucker, mm-hmm. you're gonna win it. You know. Yeah. So even though he has the mindset, I'm gonna win it. <laughs> you know, Riley's going into it. Go, I'm gonna win it too. You it's, know, I'm, it's kind of tough because we're warming up our warming up our bull ropes and putting on our jeans, and they're both just talking shit. He's like, I'm taking your money. And I'm like, fuck you are, dude. I'm taking your money. Yeah. It keeps it fun, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're good enough friends. It don't matter. Yeah. We can do it back and We do it back and forth all the way to the damn rodeo, really. Yeah. <laughs> Talking well, you, about chicks or whatever. It, it don't matter. We, we always kind of have a friendly competition going. Mm-hmm. All day at work, we do it. We, we just jog back and forth. And, mm-hmm. But it keeps it fun. It, and then rather than having to be serious all the time, you can laugh and joke. And yeah. It's life, you know? You, there ain't no reason to be 100% serious all the time. Have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even though you guys are competing against each other, you guys are still buddies and, you know, you got to have fun with it. you got to help each other out, you know. Well, that's what I've noticed is, like, I've seen, you know, both of you guys pulling each other's ropes, you know. You guys are both trying to win money. You guys both are essentially trying to beat each other, but, and that's you know, that's one of the cool things about rodeos. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, bull riding or team roping. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, we're all there to, you're all there to, Win money and essentially beat each other, but you're all willing to help each other out to get there. I don't think I've been to a rodeo where I haven't pulled a kid's glove for him. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Uh, no, and that's that's my deal. Is I, I take Riley, and he's just learning, but now he's figured it out, and he knows. And he knows what I like, and he knows what I want. <clears throat> like, if, if someone's on their head, I'll give him a good ass tune, and Riley's got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... I was on this bull, and I don't remember who the hell. I think maybe Briggs was pulling my rope, and he couldn't get that fucker pulled, so I said, I need a bottom. Well, him and this other kid jumping. Rather than just coming in there real easy and pulling the rope, they fucking jumped at him, and this bull jumped ahead, and I didn't have anybody spot me and hit heads with him, which is, that's my fault. That's my... And I looked at both of them, and I said, if you two motherfuckers don't get off his fucking head, we're going to have a fucking problem. And... <laughs> And, and you know I'm in the shoot and just hit heads with some kind of angry and <laughs> Riley just goes we were in twin last weekend and my dad looks at him and says hey stay off his head he goes Riley goes I know I've had the ass chewing <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> full disclosure I'm not responsible for the cussing that goes on during this podcast between these two guys <laughs> But it's just little things like that, you know. You get a you get a laugh at it. Like you can either get mad about yeah. your attitude, or you can or you can just laugh about it. Cause it you're just in the heat of the moment, and you don't really think about what the hell you're saying. Mm-hmm. You just it's just fun. And you know you don't really get it first off when he goes stay off his head. And you're like why? I'm just standing here. And then you see a bull flip out once, and you're like oh that's why. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I I I've pulled a couple guys bull ropes before at other at just you know small rodeos and stuff like that and they're you know it's i originally thought you know a couple of them guys like oh, man they're picky you know that no it makes sense though after once you once you do it and you see what happens you know it's like you know they're trying to win the money you know so you gotta you gotta the rope pulling the rope is, is just as important as them riding it you know or I think you know, when you're going up against an animal that big, I think you got to have every advantage you can get. Yeah. I mean, I got on my first half dozen and got the living piss yanked out of my arm, and I'd go to concrete every day and be like, wow, my forearm hurts. I can barely hold this hammer at work. Mm-hmm. And Church was like, well, how about you start getting out over him so they don't yank on you? And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So do you guys think, because you guys both work together doing concrete, 
I mean, so that's one heck of a workout itself doing concrete is. And do you think that benefits both of you guys bull riding? I mean, it's you guys. I mean, I could be wrong here, but you guys dang don't have to do any actual working out if you guys are doing concrete, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes you're pretty talk, dog tired when you go to Red Bulls, but mm-hmm. it keeps you in shape. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh. Yeah, I'd say you're in shape. Hell, I don't know. I don't, I don't work out in the summer. So I, <laughs> I'm too fucking tired. <laughs> when I go back to college, I work out five days a week probably. Oh, really? Yeah, and then I come back here and there's all the weight and muscle I put on because I just work so hard. You can never eat enough to keep up with how much you're burning. So, yeah. People just don't I, don't... I don't think a lot of people understand. And it's like it's not... I wouldn't say it's... A lot of people think it's the hardest work out there. Uh-huh. It's hard work, but it's like... A lot of it's the heat. Yeah. If you can beat the heat and, and then regardless of that taking it, but you got to think about how much you're sweating out a day. Mm-hmm. You can't keep enough liquids, food, anything in your body for how much you're sweating. You get done at the end of the day, your shirt is just wet and you feel like you've been in a shower. Well, yeah. And so, kind of go along with that, it's like, you look at like the, those guys that are like... Get, that are like really well known in the PBR. You know the guys that are in those the the teams. That's you know they start doing the whole team deal. You know Lockwood and them and all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Kobaba. So, you know, like JB Mooney, for example, that dude is totally different than the rest of those guys in the sense of he smokes <laughs> cigarettes, drinks beer, <laughs> <laughs> just you know. He's a fucking cowboy. Yeah. JB Mooney. Is. You know, and then they got the rest of the guys that think of it more as like well, they are athletes. Which don't get me wrong, you guys. I mean, every, you know. Rodeo, you know, all you guys are athletes. You are an athlete. So, but those guys are like almost like almost like like football players. You know, they have the regimented, you know, what they eat, what they do, you know, all that. So, I just want your guys' opinion on this, you know, and I might get some criticism for this, you know, from some people. But what is your guys' kind of mindset on that? I mean, you guys—it's obvious we're sitting here drinking whiskey, so you guys, <laughs> you guys aren't as uptight about it. But I mean, you know, I'm sure you guys watch—you guys watch what you eat and all that. I mean, oh hell no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I think working out and shit and all that's great. But all them cowboys—they drink whiskey or beer at one point, and you know, and it's part—it's just part of it. I definitely fall more on the J.B. Mooney side. I fucking chew Copenhagen. I smoke some Marlboros every now and then. And uh, I like to drink my whiskey and beer. And It's just, I like to have fun with it, you know? Yeah. I can have fun and drink beer and still be able to feel like I get on and ride. But yeah, it's getting almost anywhere where you almost have to be like the athlete side of it, like Jess Lockwood and, and Kobaba. And I actually rodeoed with Jess Lockwood in high school, like high school rodeoed with him. So I understood it, but them bulls, the, the way they breed them bulls, it's hard to be almost old school cowboy about it anymore. And that's kind of what I've heard, too, is that, like, you know, because you get a lot of those old guys that are saying all these new guys, you know, they, oh, I, I, I could have rode with those guys back in my day kind of deal, you know, and it's, but it seems like the bulls have gotten, the way that the well, breeding they, is done and all that, <laughs> the bulls have gotten a lot, you know, a lot stronger, tougher, them bulls are athletic now. Yeah. It, them old guys, right? You could have probably rode with them back in their day. Yeah. And that's about it. Because now, you think you think Bodacious is the baddest fucker out there, you know, when he was running. And he was. And and I'm not going to take it away from him, but now you 
get on a bodacious as a regular. And then you have a heartbreak kid or a bushwhacker. Uh huh. So then you and then you have your average bodacious, and then you have a bushwhacker or a heartbreak kid or you know what I mean. So it's it's a lot different because that was that was their rankest bull, and now everything bucks just like that up and down and right around. Yeah. And I want to and I want and I'm not taking it away from them old guys at all because they rode what they had. And like I know Scott Breading pretty well, and he rode Bodacious, and he's been knocked out by Bodacious. But it's like, yeah, you know, your your caliber of bull is just going up, and they're figuring it out. Like stock contractors are making money off it, obviously, so they're figuring out how to breed them. Yeah. Well, that's like you know, like Donnie Gay. To this day, I listen to a lot of other podcasts and stuff, you know, and Donnie Gay to this day swears up and down he can go get on a bull and ride with you know with J.B. Mooney and all of them boys, you know, like, to me, it's, you know, just watching, you watch bulls from back then versus now. Well, if he, if he says that in a podcast, I'd, I'd like to see it in a video. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks I don't take nothing from, like, Donnie Gay anyways, but. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you and the NFR back then and, and all your shit and you got all these, you got this great long resume, it's, that's awesome. Yeah. But it's comparing Michael Jordan to LeBron James. How do you do it? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's the same thing. How do you compare J.B. Mooney? He's rode with he rode with Chris Shivers. He rode with all of them. You know, mm-hmm. and Chris Shivers is, in my eyes, one of the best bull riders ever been. Mm-hmm. How do you go from riding with them to now you have Jess Lockwood and Copaba and all of them are changing the game. Yeah. Jose Vito Lemmy. How do you go with that changing the game of of how you do it and they're riding bulls that are getting 95 to 97 point scores. You know what I mean? There, mm. at one point, there's going to there's be a hundred point ride. There's got to be because the bulls now and the cowboys that are matching up with them are unreal. You got to have some perfect scores coming out. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. I mean, the closest thing to a hundred point ride I had ever seen, ever. And now I say during West Yellowstone because it is a tourist rodeo. I've seen a hundred point ride. That is not at all true. <laughs> it's a tourist rodeo, and they they told me to kind of fib it a little bit. The most I've ever seen though was a ninety eight point ride, ever, once, in the PRCA. I can't remember who it was, but it was in Bremerton, Washington. I seen a ninety eight point ride, and uh, but yeah, like you guys, I've. I've seen videos of I can't remember who it was, but they got a ninety-nine point ride. That's I think that's probably I think the, there's a hundred out there. There there's, is there is one. I think if you look it up, you can find it. But well, Tracer's getting up and walking away now. Bored. <laughs> he's bored. Just kidding, I gotta take no, he said just kidding. He's got a. I'm not going to disclose the rest. <laughs> so Riley, I mean, are you are you want? You think you're going to keep riding bull? I mean. How far do you want to go with riding bulls? Is this something that you plan on continuing to do? Is it just something you're just here for the summer? Why not? You know, or what do you? What's kind of? What are you thinking? No, well, like as I said, I'm about to go to Vegas for about nine months here, and I'll be back middle of May. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to get back on bulls as soon as I can. I'd like to get really good, honestly, and have some fun with it. Go to big time rows with Tracer and yeah, get on some real bulls that are gonna. Give me a really good honest buck, but yeah. So the 
you don't college rodeo or anything? No, I mean, I think I could have got into college sports, but I just didn't. I decided to go to Vegas because they got the NFR there, and it's a pretty sweet deal. Yes. Yeah. You just walk right from your dorms. It's about 100 yards. You just show up at the gate, and they let you in. So what are you going to school to be? Um, I'm doing finance at the moment. But You're we'll doing see. finance? Yeah. I've just always been good at math, so. So you're going to get a degree in financing, but you want to keep riding bull. I mean, you know what, and it's actually surprising is like a lot of bull riders actually have gone to college and they have a degree in some sort of either finance or um, economics or something like that. And what it actually helps them for is towards the end of the, well, like while they're riding bulls, they know then to start saving up money, how, how to handle their money, you know what I mean? And it's actually, that'd be actually really beneficial, you know, if you want to keep doing it and and Trace is getting more whiskey, apparently. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I just rodeo. I, I really enjoy getting on bulls, but mm-hmm. there's nothing better than riding a bull for eight and then a cute girl come up and talk to you afterwards. <laughs> I mean, it, doesn't get, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of what I want to talk to you about, talk to both of you guys about when Tracer comes back over here is... Uh, <laughs> Is, you know, like, when you guys do go to a rodeo, you know, and you guys compete and Tracer rides or you both ride, is, you know, the fan base, do you guys have, you know, people coming up to you afterwards and wanting to talk to you and uh, be nice if Tracer would come back over here? I certainly don't, I'll be honest, but it seems like everybody knows Tracer Croy. Yeah. Honestly. He's kind of a local legend around here. It seems like, you know, he... Anybody that somewhat, you know, anybody that somewhat rodeos around here, whether it's NRA or anything like that, if you know Tracer Croy, oh yeah, I know Tracer Croy. I mean, between building people's houses, and getting on bulls, he pretty much is everybody. Half the people he builds houses for end up watching him ride bulls. So yeah, he's got quite the fan base, really. So Tracer, I'm not sure if you heard that question while you were pouring yourself a whiskey, <laughs> but um, you know, what's it? So kind of fan base type. You know, like when you guys, when you get done riding, it doesn't matter if it's West Yellowstone or if it's a, uh, you know. Any other rodeo? I mean, do you have people coming up to you and wanting to? So like, do you have like little kids that come up to you and be like, you know, asking oh. about bull riding and stuff? You know. Uh yeah, Dustin. To be honest, uh, the worst one, the worst rodeo for me to get on at is Ennis. Really? It's most pressure. It's just because everybody well, knows you. Walk, I walk around a parade on the Fourth of July and everybody's like, "You getting on? Yeah, yeah." Well, I'm gonna better watch your ride this year, huh? I'm like, the son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, everybody says that. They just want the best for you, but it's like, you know, I, I've had a lot of my buddies like, what the fuck, what the fuck are you doing? I said, why don't you get your fucking ass on that fucker and you ride it? Yeah. You know, let me let me know. Yeah. It's a lot harder than people saying. I thought it was pretty easy until I got on a couple of them, honestly. Yeah. It's uh, all about. Riley being one of them, and he'll, he'll tell you that straight up. He looked at me and goes, I kind of just thought you were a fucking puss for a while. <laughs> <laughs> or something like, it was along the lines of that I thought it was going to be easy you know you just you grew up watching the NFR and all the PRCAs on TV and you look you just look at them and you're like oh it doesn't really look that hard you just sit on the middle of them yeah hold on with your dear life and you just sit on for 8 seconds it can't be that hard 8 seconds ain't that long and then you get on one it seems like 8 seconds is a half hour mm-hmm. it just takes forever for that buzzer to ring yeah well and so you said you used to team rope right yeah I'm pretty handy on the head loop honestly so, how come, have you thought about getting back into that and keep keep team roping? 
Um, I don't have a horse that's that handy. Oh. I got a horse with no withers on it, so if I, I think if I got out there and roped one, turned it, my my saddle might turn sideways on it. <laughs> and it wouldn't be that fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you if you were able to find a good horse, or like if somebody were to say, "Hey, I got a horse for you to use." To tell you the truth, I think since team roping and bull riding go back to back, I don't think I'd do it. I think I'd just stick to bull riding. Really? Yeah, there's not enough time to team rope and then put your bull over, put your rope over a bull. You mind if I ask a question? Sure, go for it. So t- between team roping and bull riding, like obviously you really like team roping at one point in your life, and you're riding bulls now. Does it have... Is there like a difference between the adrenaline rush between the two, or? or? Yeah, there's like an unreal difference, really. Um, when you're just on the head loop, all you're doing is riding out there and throw a nice flat loop, figure eights around their horns, and you tighten it and just turn left. That's all you do, and you know it's going to happen every time, pretty much. And then you get on a bull, and you don't know if he's going to come out the shoot, turn right, turn left. If he's going to rear, rear, rear real high, or he's going to buck up hard, or mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen, or if he's going to try to kill you once you get on the dirt. Mm-hmm. So. Well, so you know, and that's the other thing too is um, I've hung out with a few stock contractors, you know, and I you always see guys coming up, you know, hey, what what does this bull do? What does this bull do? You know, and the, I always notice there's two different types of bull riders. There's the ones that don't ask that, they don't really care, <laughs> they're just there to ride bulls, and you got the ones that want to know exactly what the bull does. You know, when you when you guys show up to a rodeo, I mean, I'm sure you know in a lot of cases you guys already know the bull, already know what kind of what's gonna do. But I mean, when you're going into it, is it just is it just kind of like I'm here for you know I'm here, I paid for it, Dr- luck of the draw, I'm gonna get on whatever. Tracer knows what every bull does and the West Yellowstone pen does. So oh yeah, he'll just I'll tell him what I got. and He goes, you better cock your hammer, and I go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Or he'll do me, he's like, he's wolfy in the shoot, be careful, I'll spot you. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. But, so what I don't really know what they do when I get on him, but what Tracer about, might have a good idea. What about you, Tracer? I mean, just it doesn't matter whether it's West Yellowstone or any PBR event. Is I, it? So that's a funny story, Riley. He, he drew this bull, it's number 17 up at West Yellowstone. And I just told him, I said, hey, it's a cock your hammer. And he just kind of looks at me, what do you mean? I said, just cock your hammer and, and be ready to ride this fucker. Like he's, he sent me ain't ever been on. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay. So I kind of just let it go and I said, "It's that big Red Bull. Fucker's great big. He's friendlier than fuck. You can walk out in the pen and pet him. Just, just a nice bull. But I said, cock your hammer because he bucks. And he don't buck hard. He's just real slow, but he's real up and down. And I, and I mean up and down. I rode him. That's how I knew it. I, I rode him once and fell off him once actually. <laughs> but. Riley was like, no, whatever, you know, kind of fucking be weapon. And we got a little bit closer, and I said, Riley, cock your hammer. And he kind of looks at me. What'd you do? I said, he bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to know what they do, you know, fuck. They they have their own mind. They're their own animal. They, they'll do what they want. Yeah. I got on a bull. Prime example is Twin Bridges. I watched that bull the night before. He jumped out there one, and... He bucked, but he's he's pretty flat and just spun around there to the left. And so they run him in there for a practice bull for me, and that son of a bitch he got with it. He was up, down, right around, and he's jumped about two feet off the ground and fucking just kicking. Riley has a video from the back of the shoots, and his first jump, you can't hardly see me. His fucking feet are out over. So he's getting with it, and and I just kind of bucked off, but 
that's what I'm telling Riley. It's like, it don't matter what he's going to do. He might have done that yesterday, but today he might be a totally different bull. Yeah. And I actually, I actually got caught in that trap. I, uh, was in West Yellowstone and I fucking drew this loper. He's normally, he normally just lopes around the pen. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I was pretty pissed. <laughs> and I was just fucking drinking beer and I kind of got half drunk and fucking was like, whatever, this is a joke. I went on, I got on hat down. I always wear a helmet, but I got on hat down. And that son of a bitch, he jumped out there two or three and turned back and got with it. And he bucked my ass off and I looked like a fool. <laughs> I was like, no, that's just, that's just fucking plain ignorant there because it is that's there's a prime example of you never know what they're gonna do mm-hmm. that bull has bucked probably a hundred times up there and loped out there a hundred times yeah i get on him he turns back there is a prime example of you never knowing what they're gonna do mm-hmm. so why ask a stock contractor yeah they might tell you oh he's good perfect that's all i like to know yeah if you pick if you set a trap in the direction they're going they're smart enough they are going to go the opposite way Everybody thinks, oh, it's just a dumb cow. Well, that's not. They're smarter than you think. They feel your weight, and if your weight's off a little bit, they're going to go the other way. That's why I always like to cheat away from my hand, but it never works out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what surprises me, really, is how smart they are. I, um, You never really notice it when you're on them, but then you watch a video, and you're like, oh, I got a little bit leaned out over the left side of him there, and then he decided to start sliding to the right. He didn't turn left, he didn't turn right, he just started like sideways hopping almost mm. just so you stayed on the left side until you fell off. Yeah. They're, and they're and they're, re- they're really smart. A lot of people don't get that. But <clears throat> especially you see like the, the caliber of bulls just like when they were getting on. They they know the game. They mm-hmm. know their job. You see some of them bulls you can pet in the back pen. As soon as they run that shoot, you better look out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they are. They are just they, – <clears throat> they're just doing their job. And, and they're just like you. They're there to compete. Yeah. And they're they're bred to do it, you know. That's what a lot of people are mistaken is they're bred to buck. That's their sole purpose in life is to is to be a bucking bull. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, you'll get you'll get some fucking calves out of them and whatnot, but they're bred to buck. So if they if then they aren't doing that, they they're jumping out of fences or whatever, you know. I've I've had two bucking bulls. I've raised two, and I had one really good one, and then. Yeah, one day he just died, and that's how it works. So, look at Pearl Harbor. That's they walked out there one day he's dead. Yeah, just it's just the way it is. It's life. But you get your Angus bull. He's he's bred to make good calves. Mm-hmm. And then you get a bucking bull. He ain't bred to make your beef cattle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I used to calf rope a whole bunch. And Joe Beaver <clears throat> told me this, and he goes, "You don't go out there and rope your dad's Angus calves. You rope a rope calf." Mm-hmm. It's the same deal. Them them calves are roping. They're meant to be roped. They ain't your beef cattle. So it's it's all about how they're bred and shipped. Bucking bull, bucking bulls are smart. All all cattle are smart. You get them rope calves that are smart. Yeah. Everybody thinks, well, it's just a dumb cow that eats grass and shits. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, here, I'm here to break it to you. That's that's not the case. Yeah, I mean it's. A lot like horses. Horses can kind of dang near do the same thing. They can tell if you're... If you get on the back of a horse and you're nervous, they know that you're nervous. And if you have a, you know, if you have a good horse, he'll take care of you. If you got a horse that you know, is decent, he's okay, he will, might try to test you a little bit. You know, it's kind of the same same deal. You know, that's kind of just what, at least what it seems like. But... Yeah, for sure. I, I've rode a bunch of colts. <clears throat> I like to take... 
you know, you're, you're riding your colt in the pasture. And then I like to take that to my, my bull riding, really. Do you know that colt, when, when he bucks, you know, you just, you look at the saddle horn and you sit there in the middle of him and you, and you ride him. Mm-hmm. The difference between there and a buck and shoot is, is as soon as you nod your head, you know that some bitch is going to buck, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if, if you can ride a colt that's out of line and, and you don't know when he's going to buck, you could ride 100 yards in the pasture, it'll blow up, or you could ride three miles and all of a sudden he's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. If you can ride that colt, you can ride that bull. You might not ride him the right way, but you can ride him. Just, you look in the middle of him, and as long as you can keep track of him, you can ride him. And that's what I tell everybody that gets on. I said, you give 110% of effort, and you watch that son of a bitch, you're going to ride him. Mm-hmm. As long as you're, and as long as you're trying, and especially at West Yellowstone, that's the biggest thing. Maybe not at them PBRs, them bulls or something else, but... Like West Yellowstone, if you're trying and you and you want to ride and you're watching them, you're gonna you're probably gonna ride. Yeah. Because in bulls, it's it's not a big rodeo. It's a good practice pen. That's why I use it. Mm-hmm. But you show up at a PBR, you you cock your hammer and you're entered. Or you show up in, in twin. I knew all them bulls. They're all Brookman bulls, and and I knew it. And I was like, you just cock your hammer. Like you can ask Riley here. My mentality from West Yellowstone to Twin Bridges is two different mentalities, and you mm-hmm. got and you got to figure out a fine line. And if you can't find the fine line off the start, you have the same mentality that you're going to ride in Twin Bridges as you're going to ride in West Yellowstone. If you yeah. have to get riled up and pumped up, I slap my legs. I get all fucking pumped up. I like it. That's how I ride my bulls. I get aggressive. Yeah. But I don't know. You'd have to ask Riley more on that one because he's he he can explain it better because he's seen it from the outside looking in, kind of. Mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, when we're in West and Tricia knows that pretty much every bull's going to do, he's like, he's kind of got to hype himself up. But when we get to those NRA rodeos like in Twin, the bull's pretty much already got him hyped up. And then he just disappears for a, a half hour to go stretching and then he comes back and he's just, he's all jacked up and he won't hardly say a word to you. And then he just gets down on the bull and if you're in, on the bull's head, he cusses you out until you get off the head, <laughs> obviously. And then he just gets out there and gets with it. So Yeah. So... Let's kind of just briefly cover West Yellowstone here. So, you know, you going into it as someone starting out, you know, what do you look at it as, you know, it's a good way to get started? You know, is it, is that how, you know, you're learning, you're learning the most about riding bulls because it's, you know, I'm not going to say a lower quality of bulls because they're, they're good quality bulls. Absolutely. But they're just, you know, they're kind of that amateur level, you know. I mean, West Yellowstone's really a place to learn because they got everything from steers that go out there and lope all the way up to bulls that are just gonna they're gonna give it their all every time you open the gate. But yeah, so that's why I appreciate is when I got on there and I got on my first bull. They put me on one that wasn't gonna kill me, mm-hmm. and I rode it. And then they put me on another one that was a little wolfier, and I rode that one. And they put me on a third one, and I didn't ride it. And then they just keep progressing up and up and up until they don't handpick your bulls anymore. Then you're just going to draw. Yeah. And then you're getting whatever they draw you, whether it's the meanest son of a bitch in the pen or just some gentle guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel. For, for me, West Yellowstone, I grew up I grew up going when, before Bill Clark owned it, I grew up going and bowing them. And fuck you, get them kids there. I remember one night it was, it had to be, yeah, the second of July. There's probably five bull riders out. All five of us got stepped on. Every one of us. 
I got stepped on right right above the dick and <laughs> right below the vest. I mean, there was no fucking doubt I was hurting. And I and I was probably only 16, 17 years old. And fuck, I didn't I didn't know how to ride a bull. I was just I was just tying my hand and every time and nodding my head, you know. I didn't have any guidance and I didn't like I knew guys, but I didn't have any they would watch my videos and they'd say, hey, this is what you did wrong in your video, but they didn't tell me the basics of fucking driving out there and then setting my hips. They didn't tell me any of that. So I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, really. And uh, this bull steps on my guts and and I'm back there and there are guys laying all over behind the chutes, laying. And I, and I remember this vividly. I was sitting on the back of the chute stalking the stock contractor and my gut hurt so fucking bad. I just kind of leaned over a chute. And I just kind of groaned and... And I'm looking around, and there's these guys that are four or five years older. I mean, they're just laying back there moaning like they just died. Mm -hmm. And maybe that bull stepped on their leg, maybe, you know. Yeah, it hurts, but fuck, that's bull riding. Yeah. And uh, that, that guy looks at me and goes, I'm glad you're not the fucking pussy here. So you're, you're the most cowboy kid here I've seen. He goes, you probably got stepped on the worst, and you're just standing here like a fucking man. And, it, and then that's my deal. Is, and I've always been told that since I started this. He goes... My dad told me this. He goes, if you're not dying or your legs aren't broken, you should be able to get the fuck out of that arena. Yeah. So there's times, like, in Livingston, actually, they knocked me out. This bull rolled over the top of me and knocked me out. And the fucking first thing I thought about, I was sitting there, and I was kind of half upright, half not. I, you know, I got knocked out, so I'm just fucking sitting there. And I seen that bull running away, and, I just, and then there's a guy in my ear, and I said, I need out of here. I need out of here. That's all I could say. And my buddy Brand Morgan, he grabbed a hold of me. He says, "Hey, this is your buddy Brand." And he looks at everybody. He's get the fuck out of his face. Brand and Bailey Bench, they grabbed a hold of me and they hauled me out of there. I said, "All I want is out of here." And they hauled me out behind the chutes and they were offering me a re-ride this and that. And I fucking <laughs> Riley's kind of standing there and he and he and he's just looking at me. He ain't saying nothing. He's just waiting for me to say something. And fuck. I get I get about 20 yards from the arena and I turn around and I said I can't win any money if I don't get on that fucking re-ride run him in <laughs> probably one of the dumbest things I ever did but Riley's eyes got about fucking big as I ever seen him and he looks at me and goes that's some cowboy shit <laughs> <laughs> but in all reality it probably wasn't the best thing I ever did because right before I got on my re-ride I was fucking standing there I'm standing right by my helmet and I'm looking around I'm like where the fuck is my helmet mm -hmm. Riley just laughs he goes it's it's at your feet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, and was that a was that a Clark rodeo bull? Mm -hmm. Those are the same bulls we ride in West Yellowstone. Exactly. Yeah, he just it just depends on he's got like you were saying he's got like levels he's got like the steers that just kind of lope and then as you see he's got I mean uh, these bulls they were all good they were all, they were just right for the rodeo we were at they mm -hmm. weren't too ranked they weren't too too bad. They weren't too weak. They weren't too rank. You know, one of them deals, and yeah. I just fuck. You know, you get them unlucky days. You know, that bull, yeah. he, he just tripped in the mud a little bit and fell down. It's just that's. I can't explain it to any other way other than it's bull riding, yeah. literally. Because that's that's how it works some days. Yeah, I've been in West Yellowstone when they fucking jump out there. I had a bull jump out there, and and he jumped out there and he didn't. He kicked and flat sided me and mm -hmm. knocked knocked me plumb out. Just. And it's just that's rodeo. I don't I don't care where you go, what you're gonna you could be at a PBR and that some bitch would do it. Yeah. Dalen Swearingen is uh 
probably one of the most cowboy I ever seen. That bull was laying down in New York City, and he and he took him laying down and rode that fucker. That's probably one of the most cowboy things I ever seen in a BBR. Yeah, yeah. And out there in Livingston, there was like eight bull riders, and only one covered. So obviously they weren't the weakest of bulls. Um, and like you said, Tracer got knocked out by the one, then got on a free rank one for his re ride. And only one covered, so he got the whole pot himself. Really? Yep. So it ain't like they're the weakest bulls ever. But they're not the rankest. Like, we went to Twins, saw those NRA bulls, and they were pretty mean. Yeah. And them bulls in Twin were probably about two to three times the caliber of what, what we got on in Livingston. And it's just, and it has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with who has the bulls. It's, it's about the rodeo you go to, you know? You show up there at a, NRA is a fairly well-known amateur rodeo series. It's it's mm-hmm. probably, if I had to say, it's probably the closest thing to a, to a pro rodeo. Well, you know, that's the thing is, and that's what they advertise anyway, is that they are the biggest AMI rodeo organization in the country. So they, they're like, and that's the thing, even being on the contract personnel side of it, is they email me once a month all this different stuff, and when you look through it, it's not much different than the PRCA. Even on you know, like my end as an announcer, versus contestant, and they we, the NRA. I mean, that's my personal opinion on it. Is that they would they would have to uh, run it. Who oh, are taking Snapchat videos now, huh? Um, <clears throat> but they, yeah, they run it dang near like a PRCA event, you know. And um, so, what are the bulls like? And so, because you, you've ridden in PRCA, you've ridden in PBR. But you've also ridden an NRA. Now, was that Idaho Falls one? Was that an ICA? Was that an Idaho Cowboy Association rodeo? Uh, in Oakley? Yeah. That one was an IMPRA, I think. Alphabet Soup. That's all this is. <laughs> that's all That's all rodeo really is. you got PRCA, NRA, PBR. It's all just Alphabet Soup, you know. But, um, you know, so, like NRA, because like I said, they, they say that they're the biggest – Amateur, the amateur organization in the country. That's what. When you get on a bull in an NRA versus a PRCA, I mean, what is there? How much of a difference is there really? You know, I mean, um, of course it depends on the contractor <laughs> and the bulls, and you don't. But I mean, the level, you know, the, the level of bull that you're getting on, you know, what's it? Uh, it it depends. Like so, <clears throat> depending on where you go and what what stock contractors are. Like I've been I've been to rodeos where it's. You know, it's your pro pen, and you show up. Like, I got on two bulls when you were in Poplar, and it was two pro rodeo bulls. Mm-hmm. But I knew the stock contractor, and I knew everything, and I'd been on both the bulls and shit, and, you know, it didn't bother me none, but it's... Like, for a guy like Riley, who's just starting, I asked him, I said, you want to enter twin? He goes, fuck, I don't know. And I said, it's going to be a total different level of bull you've ever been on. Mm-hmm. I told him that straight away. I said... So you're gonna have to cock your hammer, and you're, and you're gonna have to be fucking. You're gonna have to be cowboy about it because it, they are different. Mm. You you sit down in the chute in 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 West Yellowstone, and this takes nothing away from Bill. You know, you're in West Yellowstone, you're in a tourist trap. Them bulls back, they come to a V. In Twin Bridges, them bulls back were fucking a foot wide. Yeah, and you know there's muscle there. And Roscoe Jarbo taught me. He said. This pulling the hair back and setting your rope way up on their hump and pulling it back, it's bullshit. Uh-huh. The rope's going to set in the same spot. That bull's going to break over 
and rare in the same spot and your rope should be set right in that divide. Yeah. You're riding that rope, that's where it should be set. And he goes, this muscle right here separates that. And he wasn't kidding. He huh. said, and as soon as I, I quit doing that, I had so much, it was easier in the shoot, it was easier everything. You're not ripping on him. It's just like pulling your hair. Do you like your hair pulled? No. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, unless some girls do it, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean it's like yeah if yeah. I grabbed a hold of your head and I pulled a bunch of skin out of it how, how would you like it well yeah. you wouldn't yeah you'd throw a fit you'd get a little fussy why, why are you doing it to that boy? you know what I mean so, yeah but it's there's a difference and it's hard to tell that in the West Yellowstone's like I'll set my rope a little high and pull it back because you, you can't tell that muscle yeah but when you got a twin there's the difference in your bull mm-hmm. but Bill has them bulls that are like that too yeah. Bill is a great guy because he will put you on shit that is good for you. He yeah. don't try to kill you. Mm-hmm. And that's like, when I was learning in high school, they were putting me on double rank shit and it was, and they were lucky they didn't cow kill me out of it. I was just too stubborn to quit. Yeah. Because if it had been the average person or anything, you'd have, you'd have just gave up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like West Yellowstone, for example. You know, so like you, you were just telling me today that you, uh, you know, you're going down to Texas and all that, and you wanted to get on a practice pen. So you're heading down to West Yellowstone tomorrow to practice, just to get some practice bulls in there, right? Yeah. So the those, you know, and Bill has, you know, the Ami Pro level bulls, you know, that amateur. Um, but then he also has some lower stuff too, but those don't necessarily buck like a PRCA or PBR bull. From what we've kind of been talking about here, I mean, so is it kind of even even if you're practicing on a bull that might just jump kick, you know, just kind of come out and just lope around a little bit, you're still practicing your, you know, you're holding your form and everything, right? I mean, that, and that and that's kind of what you that's kind of what you what you want, right? Yeah, uh, per se. I actually got on a, a really bucky bull of bills. But mm-hmm. he just jump kicked across the arena. It was, it was a real rainy night. It was a real shitty night. The post on the rodeo about 20, 30 minutes. And, and he's like, fuck, I really don't get on this fucker. You know, it's rain. It's muddy. It's like, fuck, I don't look stupid laying in the mud. And I just kind of sat there in this fucker. And his first <laughs> his first one about goddamn jerked me over his head because I wasn't ready for it. I was like, holy shit, all right. But them ones are good for you because every bull, it don't matter if they're going left or right, they're jump kicking. Mm-hmm. you got to ride that front end, so... It, it teaches you to drive out there and sit back and set your hips and shit. And, but it don't matter what caliber of bull you get on, really, your practicing movements. I know, I don't know if it was Gary LeFew or, I don't know who told me this, but there's an old-time cowboy who used to get on uh, 50 milk cows before he went, and all they did was jump uh, that, that was, before the NFR. That was Gary LeFew, yeah. And they, and they would just jump kick, but it's the confidence of riding them. Mm-hmm. Just getting the feeling of having having the animal underneath you and just riding it. That's it. And then you show up to the NFR and you, and you ride, you know, 7 out of 10 bulls or 6 out of 10 bulls or whatever. But it's the same deal, you know. Yeah. My practice been here is going to, and it's going to get me the confidence to get, you know, away from my hand, into my hand, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. You're riding a jump kicker, but it's going to give you the confidence of having that feeling before you go to the big rodeos. Yeah. Okay. But, boy, we've been sitting here talking about hour and 10 minutes here it's uh we got we got some whiskey to drink and some food to eat so uh one thing i always do though during my podcast if you guys are up to it 
is um, I get people listen from all over the world. Is if you guys are up to it, uh, willing to give like either Snapchats or Instagrams? Hell yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't even know. I don't know either one of them really, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'll, give right. you my, I'll give you my Instagram here. Uh, it's tracer underscore underscore croy. That's my Instagram there. Okay. My Snapchat's Riley Green sixty six. Green right. just like the color. All right. Yeah, because you never know who be listening. You know, someone. You know, are you, you guys. From what I've been hearing on the, throughout the podcast, you guys might get some girls. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, for, for, having thanks me. for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, that's gonna wrap it up. We got some whiskey to drink and. Um, don't forget to check this podcast out, CB Rodeo Show on Spotify, Amazon Music, and there's one other one, but I don't remember what it is. So uh, I'm signing off. This has been the one and only Dustin Christensen. Good night, goodbye, adios, and happy trails.